Hello and welcome back to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Brent Janogan. Tonight, we have Michael Smith, a future doctor of chiropractic. He is a second trimester student at Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport, Iowa, which is known as the Fountainhead of Chiropractic. Michael, thanks for being with us tonight. Hey, it's an honor to be here. Absolutely. So we're going to jump into a conversation tonight. We're going to talk about consistency. We're going to talk about overcoming adversity and failure as a student. We're going to talk about a little about, about habits. We're also going to be talking about uh, some principles of failure and how to move past those and set yourself up for success. But before we hop in that conversation, let's hear from our amazing sponsors that allow this podcast to be possible. Total Clinic Solutions is your go-to source for purchasing both brand new and refurbished chiropractic equipment, as well as phone support for repairs and maintenance. Call Derek and allow him to combine your wishes and his 23 years of chiropractic equipment expertise to find what's best for you and your patients at 704-622-4089 or head to TotalClinicSolutions.com now. True Cairo, helping chiropractors explode their practices and save more lives by shifting the perception of what they do from neck and low back pain to being about the brain and nervous system, leading to increased retention, more referrals, higher case averages, but most importantly, better patient outcomes for more than just neck and back pain. For more information, Check out the link below, truechiro.org. Again, that's truechiro.org. And welcome back to Season 16, Episode 11. Tonight, we have a future chiropractor, Michael Smith. Mike, how's it going, Bubba? Hey, it's going good. Thanks for having me on here, Doc. And it's just, uh, you know, to anybody else that's listening, it's just an honor to be here and, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, we go back, uh, gosh, it's probably about a year, year and a half. Um, and it's just so cool, um, to just jump back. It's, uh, you know, on page and just, you know, it's kind of like we picked up, uh, where we left off or whatever kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such an honor and privilege to have you on tonight. Um, it, you know, like you said, it's been almost two years and, uh, I've got to see you grow, you know, from whenever you were in your bachelor's and now you're in the you know, DC program at Palmer and you're working your way through that. And um, just tell us a little about your journey because I, I know about it, but I want everyone to be able to hear about your journey, you, you know, where you come from, because you're such an extraordinary human being. You're on a weight loss journey. You're on a, a path of, uh, you know, attunement for yourself, you know, the hero's journey, as some call it. And just tell us a little about that and, and where you've come from. Yeah, you know, and and we had uh, prior to the call, we had talked about sometimes you have to do the work behind the scenes, and to then go, you do the work behind the scenes, and then you go and you get to be on stage, and and that's really uh, I used to be on the platform of social media pretty well um, about a year ago, um, and then I really just kind of shut that down because I had really two roads to go. And the road was to continue the social media stuff and, and all that, and then not become a doctor of chiropractic or go down the road and become a doc. And I remember 
it was October 19th of 2019 when I was in Austin, Texas. And that's when the Lord called me to chiropractic. And, and so through that, it was a year um, of planning to come out here to Palmer. And now I'm out here. And my point is I chose that road to become a doc. And, and when you make certain decisions in life, uh, there's risk involved. And sometimes that includes shutting down a social media platform so you can, you know, get to a different destination. And I'm excited because like this past year, I, you know, I tell my mentors and friends a lot, everybody's probably have watched or seen deal or no deal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's that you have the red button uh, on the table and then you have the clear box. And, and really it's, the adversity that I've faced over the last year uh, in the doctor's program. You know, in undergrad, I could skip classes, go and pass exams, and, and we're good. But this doctor's program really, uh, I got handle, uh, handed a lot. You know, it was really tough. And so the point is, I started first trimester, and I didn't do really well. And, and the class that I started with, they're in fifth trot fourth try, excuse me, and I'm in second try, you know, and so that just tells you the adversity that I face. But the point what I'm getting to is to anybody that's watching this or even doc you is like, don't quit. Like if you any everything in life is going to be extremely tough, it's going to test you and grow you. But here's the thing, you don't grow in your comfort zone. You know, when you're in your uncomfortable zone, I guess you want to call it, that's where you grow the most. And so back to the deal or no deal thing is like it, that red button of like, hey, I pushed that button. I passed every exam. I didn't fail any classes. Like I'm in fourth try with my buddies and 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 life is good. And then there's that no deal. And and I'm going to say I would go no deal because it taught me, you know, what this past year you know, failing biochem twice, Oof. what it taught me, you know, this is the one of the first times I've ever even mentioned failing a class online or on a podcast. But, but, you know, here's the truth is like, people need to understand, especially in podcasting and the social media world, we, we get on here and give a, a, like a front that like, Hey, this is the, this is how life really is. But behind the scenes, you don't share that you, you failed at this. No, you know, I think we, uh, that I would definitely say as men, men coming together, we need to be more raw, more, you know, you get what I'm saying, doc? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I heard something recently. It was your mess is your message. And yeah. that, that really resonated with me. And, and I feel like that's kind of what you're trying to say there is, um, as we go through this adversity and as we go through it, sometimes we don't talk about the struggles or the challenges we face because, uh, you know, like for myself raised up in an environment, it's like men don't cry, you know, uh, rub, rub your shirt on it and, you know, keep going. You're going to be stronger, you know, take a knee hydrate. That was one of the things in the, in the Marine Corps we always used to laugh about. It's like, you know, you get shot in the leg, take a knee hydrate, you know, take some Motrin, keep moving. Right. That, that mentality isn't exactly the most positive, nor is it the most healthy mindset. And um, your mess is your message. Other people 
can learn through your adversity and through your challenges. And as you overcome those, what that looks like, the lessons you learn from those, those are the, those are the, the parts of the message that you carry through the mess because that's also right. walk away from with it. Yeah. And you know, to really just kind of finish my point is like, it, it's so important to just live out loud and just really just be honest and, and saying, Hey, you know what? Like I decided to go on this thing called a journey of life and I chose the chiropractic path. And I, I knew that it was gonna, there was going to be some bumps in the road. I didn't know what those bumps were going to be, but I knew they were going to be there. And, and just the idea of saying, Hey, you know what? I failed biochem. Hey, it's okay. You know how many docs out there failed uh, boards? You know, there's docs that super successful, multi-million dollar docs. Um, I know a couple of them personally that like literally have told me, hey, Mike, it's okay that you failed. It doesn't matter. It's it's, it's what the failure teaches you. And and that's the point is go out there and, and, and fail, like fall forward. You know, Les Brown says, hey, if your life's going to kick you and, you know, like it, it's going to kick you and you're going to fall on your butt. Uh, but make sure you fall like on your butt to your back, uh, because if you can look up, you can get up. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is just go out and fail. Like why, why keep yourself in a box? You know, we live in a box. We talk on a box, you know, I'm recording this call on a box, you know, like we're, our mind is in a box, like stop living in a box, like, and just like break the box and like mentally just go to the next level. And the only way you do that is taking risk. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because the imaging of a box, right? You, you put yourself in a box and I think I've talked about this before on the, on the podcast, but uh, Matthew McConaughey in his book, green lights talks about a roof is a man-made thing. And that really resonated with me. It's like, if you're born into a box, you know, example, a four wall white room with a bunch of lights, then you're born into a box. You know, when you go to school, you're in a four room or four wall room. Yep. You know, you, you, you're taught, you're institutionalized in a box and right. you're taught to live in that box. You're taught to think in that box. You're taught to stay in that box. And whenever you get outside of that box, you realize there's so much outside of the box, you know, um, uh, Michael Singer, Michael Singer in, uh, what was that book? He talked about that. There was a part of it in there. Uh, I'll, I'll have to think about the book. I can't think of it right now, but, um, phenomenal, phenomenal book that he talks about. There's essentially light coming in the window of a house and the house is your house. And as the light's coming in, you're wondering what's outside, but you're scared to go outside of the house. Right. because It's outside of the box. And mm -hmm. When you step outside, you learn there's a big, bright world outside and you don't have to live in that box and you can get out and you can see what it's actually like and experience it. Right. I can't remember the statistic, but I, I remember reading years ago, like, I want to say it was like 85%. It was a very high percentage of like the population will like only, they'll live their whole life in the city that they were born. Mm hmm like now think of that like you there are like just millions and millions of places to go around this world and and you stay at that that same place you you know and then some people are like 
yeah, I don't have the money for vacation or we don't vacation. And it's like, in my opinion, I think it's, you don't value it. And so you don't do it, but, um, but it's just crazy how like they just stay in that box. Mm-hmm. You don't get out of the box. You know, I, I, it's, it's like uh, more of a metaphor, but then it's actually, it's a real thing. But if you go deep, uh, deep sea fishing, you know, you have the crabs, they'll like drop the tanks um, into the ocean. The crabs will go in the crate tank and um, they'll start pulling it up. And then the crabs that want to like exit the, uh, the tank, they'll start trying to leave and then the crabs will pull them back in. And that's exactly how people live their life. That's exactly how it is when somebody in your family says, hey, I'm going to go to, I don't know, let's just say, from you know, my example, you know, I didn't have like the biggest fight in my family. But when I say, hey, I'm going to leave the state, I'm going to leave the city that I grew up in, and I'm going to go to Davenport, Iowa to do this doctor thing. And, and nobody in my family has ever done this crazy thing. And 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 I remember um, when I God called me down there that uh, 2019, and, and I texted my brother and I said, "Hey, I'm gonna quit my job and become a chiropractor." And then I tell my mom and and uh, my stepdad, and and they're all for it, and they're just like, "Dude, like you should have done that like years ago." And then I come to my dad, and he was that crab that tried to grab you and to keep you in, you know, I did what very, very well financially, um, in my previous career. And, you know, with my, I mean, I made more money than my dad ever did. And I'm at that time, uh, what is it? Probably about 21 years old. And I'm doing more than my dad had ever did in 55 years of his life. And so when I go and tell him, hey, I'm doing this, he's like, you're an idiot. Why would you leave that much income? Like, Mm. you're doing so well. But it was like, it was kind of like that risk reward of like, yeah, I make a lot of money, but I'm spending a lot of time at work. And I'm just, I'm not fulfilled. And I don't see like a future in what I was doing. I was uh, working at a psychiatric hospital in the nursing department. And those years taught me so much. And as I'm a student doctor and, and when I, you know, able to, when I'm able to get licensed, uh, all those years of working in the medical field there is going to transpire to what, mm-hmm. you know, I'll do as a doc. But like, the point is like, man, it was so difficult with my father. Like it took probably six months to a year for him to really understand it and so then i come out and then he starts to see the bigger idea and then he's like oh that's what you're doing but the point is it's it takes time that's principle number six every process requires time and so it's just adversity when you're in the middle of it it's not fun but but man you gotta find joy in the journey you know, and when you find joy in the journey, and and, and I don't know if, if the Lord's just working on me lately with this, but I hear it so often that it's like, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Be, and all the wealthy people, the big people that have done something with their life, they'll they'll come back and, and kind of 
you know, have a conversation similar to what we're doing. And, and they give that input of like, hey, like, enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. Because when you get to your destination, you're not there that long. You're always going to a different destination. Yep. You know? Yeah. And it, well, it, and that's such, it, it sounds so cliche. And having just recently graduated from chiropractic school at Life University, you know, I've been a licensed doctor now for a little over two months, going in my third month. And I can tell you the the journey of becoming a chiropractor, going through chiropractic school, it's it's not easy. It's one of the hardest accomplishments I've ever done. And I'm so grateful for the experience, the exposure it gave me. Um, I was exposed to a massive amount of diversity uh, for people as humans, but also in technique, as in chiropractic, philosophically. And that allowed me to make the best decisions and the best choices that would lead me to the path that I'm on. And and everyone's on their own path. And, And when you're going through school, you know, you have people that, they come in and they have a vision, right? They're like, I'm going to be a Gonstead doctor. That's right. I will be. I'm like, yeah, you think that like some people do now, some people do. And and you go through school and like, for me, I did a bunch of different techniques because I wanted, I wanted variety. I wanted a lot to be able to offer to people and have a big toolbox and a lot of tools in that toolbox to be able to pull out different things whenever it was needed. And some people don't want that. They want one thing and that's all they want to focus on. They want to be a master of that that one discipline. And I respect that. Upper cervical docs, I respect upper cervical specific because they dedicate their entire craft to adjusting one or two bones. Right. And they're phenomenal at that. And then the, you have other doctors that you know, more mechanistic and they, uh, they're mixers or they use Thompson or, you know, whatever. It's, it's such a beautiful conversation, but, uh, you have to enjoy the journey. You have to enjoy the exposure. You know, everyone's so wrapped up on finishing chiropractic school, but whenever you get done, then, you know, right. You know, the vision is, that kind of reminds me of, uh, another thing, you know, we had mentioned is consistency. You know, you look at an upper cervical doc, like they will consistently outrun you like any day of the week, especially in school. Like, uh, you know, at least that's what I see. And, and the, or those people that are like the chondroids that, but they're so like, they're, they drink the Kool-Aid, they're all in mm-hmm. and they're literally consistent of how do I get and get better and perfect. And, and the point is like, why aren't we doing that with our own life? Like, why aren't we more consistent? You know, John Maxwell, he said the key to all of his success is consistency. Getting up, doing the same thing over and over, day in and day out. And, you know, like, well, here, 2023 is coming. And all these people in their mind, this is the year I'm going to take the 100 pounds off. Well, first of all, they don't even know how to build a habit because it's all a habit game. Uh You know, like, uh, you know, I'm a man of faith, but for years I would never consistently get into the word of God every day, but the last six months to a year, I've learned the power of a habit. You know, sometimes when you build a habit or you want to change something in your life, 
you can't do it like this big massive project nope. you have to do five to ten minutes and maybe 10 minutes is even way too long maybe it's just that five minutes of you know what heck i might get through a half a page in the bible but it's the daily consistency of getting in you know there's a guy i was watching when i was studying like uh just people in the gym and he literally for six months uh, or a little bit longer he'd go to the gym for five minutes yeah. and these people are like what are you doing like the bicep like one bicep curl is not going to put muscle on you and he just got really beat up you know from those people people started talking and and then when he finally built that habit in the subconscious mm -hmm. went to like freaking work but yep. it took time every process requires time to build consistency you know another really cool thing that i love lately is principle number 17 um every effect has a cause and every cause has effects Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just think of that in this in this little story of this guy going to the gym five minutes a day for six months like that was affecting others and then when they started to see him turn around and he started to get toned and fit the effects that not only they're like dang and they then it changes their perspective so where that that goes even to where he works like his whole environment I don't know if you well, want to add anything to that. Well, yeah, and, and it's, you know, your internal environment represents your external environment and vice versa. Your external environment represents your internal environment. Um, and it's, you, you know, you mentioned principle 17, but I think that principle 15 also comes into effect there because no motion without the effort of force. You have to have effort. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest part of the conversation is the effort that's required you know, the consistency, the, the routinely habit building. Uh, Andrew Huberman talks about if you want to set a habit, then pick six things you want to do as daily habits and you do that for 21 days. And then at the end of 21 days, you, you've you tracked every day if you've accomplished that task. And then statistically, you're, you know, if you accomplish one, two, three of those in a high percentage, you then do a functional test day where you, you're not required because you're no, no longer on a program. You do a functional test day to see if those habits did indeed make it into your subconscious rather than you have to consciously program them. Oh, I have to go to the gym for five minutes or I have to journal for five minutes or I have to meditate for five minutes or I got to walk the dog for five minutes or I have to get up and brush my teeth for five minutes. Whatever that habit you're trying to create uh, the consistency that's required has to be based off of effort and, and the intention behind the effort is absolutely crucial as well. So when you're setting goals, you have to be consistent, you have to be intentional, and you have to be willing to exert effort. That's right. <laughs> well, that's a great segue. Let's hear from our amazing sponsors that allow this podcast to happen. We're going to jump right back into this conversation. Imaging Services' primary business is chiropractic solutions. With over 45 years in the industry of helping chiropractors, Michael Tokash offers free consultations on building your business. 
In the past year, Imaging Services has installed over 100 x-ray machines and digital x-ray systems in over 42 states across the United States. For more, head to theimagingservices.com. Back, season 16, episode 11, Michael Smith. So we were just talking about consistency. We were talking about showing up effort. We talked a little about the principles and how those can tie to your everyday life. But, you know, we were talking about value earlier. And the value that we create, right? What we, what we prioritize, how we prioritize it. As a student, it is absolutely crucial to have good time management because that transfers over into doctorhood. You know, how well can you manage your time? How well... You know, how many patients are you going to see in an hour? And you have to plan that out. If you're at a high volume practice, you may not be able to spend a lot of time with your patients. So you have to be a little more critical with the amount of time you spend with the patients. Otherwise, you're going to be there all day. Right. You know, um, that also relates into networking, building different relationships or even doing lunch and learns or setting up different types of appointments or interviews or just doing things outside of the office or outside of your normal life, you have to have good time management. And you, like I built that as a student going through school, you're in that regimented curriculum that creates consistency for you. If you don't set the time and the intention to study for your classes, to show up, to learn it and express it and apply it, then, you know, that's not a high priority. It means your values, you've, you've created value on something else. And um, that's part of the process. You know, people do fail classes in school. You know, people will get degrees and, you know, they failed multiple classes. It's okay. You know, that's part of, that's part of the process. You know, when you're talking about the journey, not the destination. It really is just, it's part of the process. And you have to be willing to be gracefully abundant and accept the truth move forward and put in the time and effort and, and you know uh everything always starts with you that was something that i adopted in school was you know i am the, the biggest catalyst in my life how i do things how i show up will give me my results <clears throat> and it just it was i feel like it's so important it's, it's not talked about enough as a student, you should become very aware as you're going through school what habits you create, if they're healthy or not unhealthy, and then they will follow you uh, as you become a doctor. Yeah, and you know, you talk about the habits part is like, um, and I think that's partially why I failed a couple of classes is because I went five years and working in a career uh, to then uh, jumping into a doctor's program of like, literally my school habits or school brain or whatever was like shut off for five years. And when I was in high school, I, I graduated seventh out of my class, you know, and uh, like as a straight A student, boom. Like, so it was like school just came easy to me then. <clears throat> and then I come to Palmer and I'm like, holy crap. Like I totally lost those habits. And, <laughs> and for years, like I never had those type of habits of, you know, all right, this is when you study, this is when you do this. And, and then you, you go, that was high school. 
and then I, you know, I was only in community college and then I skipped university and then I'm in grad school. And I don't know about you, like, but the, the university study habits to the grad school study habits are like, absolutely like, you can't explain them. Like you'll, uh, your family will be like, uh, you need to get a job. And, and I'm like, you don't understand the, the program of like, it's literally like an 80 hour a week mm-hmm. and sometimes hundred hours a week to, to pass these classes. Yep. And, uh, so the point, I guess what I'm getting to is like this program of being at, you know, Palmer has taught me how to build habits, you know, and, you know, and really the, uh, to build consistency or not, I don't want to say that like a schedule. That's what it is. Yeah. Of, hey, this is like school time. This is fun time. And, you know, you learn how to, we all get 24 hours in a day and you get to really learn how to use the most out of those 24 hours. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're, you know, in the doctor world, you plan, if you're, you know, your partner, you got to plan your dates, you got to plan your massages, you got to plan time off, you got to you know, if you're going to go to the gym, how much time do I go to the gym? Because now I'm, I'm starting to eat up my free time that I could be focusing on, you know, solidifying my doctor report or, you know, working on um, this, that or the other. Or, you know, you get patients that come in with different things. Like right now, I think I feel like the theme is vertigo. I have a bunch of patients with vertigo. And so I'm doing a bunch of diving into vertigo and different ways we can affect vertigo. And there's a ton of research out there with chiropractic and vertigo. So it's really cool how now you can bring that to your patients and you're spending your extra free time studying so you can show up stronger and better for your patients to serve the people. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things that's like, um, you know, doctors, uh, isn't it like meaning like teacher? And then, you know, through that, like, it doesn't, the education never stops, you know, like I, I think we join this, you know, profession and not realizing that like, we're going to have to do that kind of stuff the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. Now here's the cool thing is like when you see results and you see people get well, you see sick people get well, those tedious, uh, you know, researching papers or, you know, struggles, they get better. And well, and in fact, as your clinic time increases, you begin to see a, a lot of stuff and then it just becomes second nature. Oh yeah, we, I dealt with that. You know, you kind of get what I'm saying. And then you've just built the habit and consistent of how to serve people. Absolutely. And, and it's important to note, you know, as you do get more exposure, you get more experience. You start seeing different cases and, and you see resolution in those cases. Uh, it's also extremely important to stay a beginner. You know, uh, as you learn things, you're going to think, oh, I know this now. I don't have to research it. I don't have to look into it any further. There's always, you know, new research showing up to break some of the old myths and, it's, it's just part of, it's part of the job. You got to stay current on the modern day affairs, the research that's out there. Uh, 
you mentioned education, the philosophy, the green books. That's patient education. BJ's right about how to educate people on interference in the nervous system. Yeah. I mean, a subluxation, it really is that simple. There's a misalignment on the spine, putting pressure on nerve, ultimately causing malfunction in the body. Like, remove interference, body heals. That's right. You know, and I, I love that you kind of bring that up because especially like a, a, a green book is like, you know, sometimes people will uh, think it's crazy to read the, the same book 10 times. They're just programmed to read 10 different books. But here's the difference is like, after you've read it the 10th time, you see something that you never did the first time. And so, like, when you get in green book stuff, you know, you can look at that when you get into the Bible or it, I guess essentially, you know, it doesn't really matter what book it is. But as you read it and read it and read it and read it, not only it, it creates belief, but like, let, let's say uh, green book philosophy, right? A lot of people say, oh, there's not philosophy, but it's like you you saying that you have your own philosophy. Right. And so the point is like, specifically with green books, it's so important to read it and read it and read it because it becomes you, you know, like uh, there's a verse in the Bible, give it to be given to you a good measure, press down, shaken together, run it over for the measure that you use it to be measured to you. The only reason I say that is because that's in me. You know how many times I had to study it and study it and study it. And so when we get into our studies and, and study philosophy and it's in you. So then when, you know, specifically in the chiropractic world, when you have a medical approach that says the body's making mistakes and then the ph chiropractic philosophy says, no, the body's actually adop uh, adapting or uh -huh. uh, this issue comes into your office um, that philosophy, when it's in you, you have a, a, a set of lens to look through and say, hey, you know what? Hey, where is the body not adapting? You know, you talk about nerve flow, you know, where is that? Where is their nerve blockage, if you want to call it? And so I don't know. It's the that goes right back to consistently, consistently reading the same thing over and over and seeing it different. Right. And it's, you know, x-rays. You know, I was just talking to one of my buddies that he's in practice at a, another office as well. And it, when you look at a person's x-ray and then you have them face down on the table, it's almost like you can see the x-ray on like in them as they're on the table. So when you're adjusting, sometimes you see the x-ray and that's a part of the process. You look at enough x-rays whenever you palpate the spine and you look for the biosensegral tonicity of the system you'll be able to identify how the system is holding itself as well as that still shot uh, subluxation pattern that you have on x-ray. You know, you use as a cross-comparison analysis. You, this, is, this is a objective analysis. This is what we're working with. Then how is the body adapting to that state? And is it adapting? If it's not, then let's, let's start putting some adaptation into the system. Right. It's... Yep. It's a process. I'm excited for you, brother. Uh, the The other side is brighter. It is greener. And uh, it is absolutely worth all the effort that chiropractic school is. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I, I guess as we uh, come to a close, I just, you know, to whoever uh, watches this, that, that, you know, don't quit. Like there's a calling and a purpose over your life in that, you know, you just have to believe that you can do it. You know, going out to school um, was absolutely one of the scariest things I ever did. I've never moved, moved out of the state. Um, and, you know, I'm just like, I remember driving on 94 in Michigan and uh, I'm like, I have no clue how I'm going to pay for, you know, chiropractic school at $60,000 a year, uh, $20,000 to try. And I'm like, I have no clue how this is going to work. But, you know, I, I really remember when the Lord said, hey, I didn't ask you to pay for it. I asked you to believe for it. <laughs> Whew, let me say that again. He didn't ask me to pay for it. He asked me to believe for it. Ooh. So whatever you're doing in your life, doc, whatever you're doing in your life, he didn't ask you to pay for it. He asked you to believe for it. You know, he said he'll supply all your needs. How many? All. He said he'll supply them all, especially when you get under the, you know, the, the idea of this is a God project and I'm doing it for uh, for the kingdom of God. Like he, he's going to take care of the finances. He's just wanting me to do what I'm doing here on this thing we call uh, earth and, and uh, spread that gospel. And uh, I just get to do it through chiropractic. And so whatever you're dealing with, like just, you have to believe that it's possible, believe the unbelievable to receive the impossible because with faith it is doable. You know, a lot of people in our, in our life today, like they, they're too scared to believe the unbelievable to take the risk. But I'm telling you, time and time again, when you just take the risk, it's amazing how on the other side it, it works out. I remember I was, uh, it was about a month, two months prior to coming out here to uh, Palmer. And one of my mentors, he uh, was going to charge me $7,000 for a coaching program. And he's like, uh, Mike, you got to do it. You got to do it. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm about to go be broke in college. And, uh, you know, and he's just like, this is where you, it's going to set your, like, the way you think at a different level. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he, I was just like, I, I, I'm not going to be able to come up with that. Right. And he said, that, and I was sharing this with my dad, with my father the other day. He said, when you mentally make the decision that you're going to do it, the, the money will show up, the financing will show up. And that comes back to that belief. If you just believe, and, and literally it was so crazy, mentally I said, all right, I'm doing program. I'm doing the coaching program. My family thought I was crazy. They were like, you just blew like $7,000. You'll never get it back. But I'll tell you what, it was like hitting the jackpot because the way it trained my mind, the, the areas of my life, I was like, I didn't know I was doing that. Yep. I didn't know I was thinking like that. And uh, it took me out. Of, it, it, it took me and put me in a bigger box. It took me out of the current box, if that makes sense. And so when you come back to your beliefs, you, you know, believe the unbelievable, you know, because it is it's doable. Um, you just, you just can't quit. You know, uh, I'm on, 
this uh, weight, uh, you know, getting healthy journey. You know, I, in 2013, I took 110 pounds off. Yeah, you did. And, you looked amazing. And you look amazing now. Thank you. And, and over the course of the eight years, like, it was such a mental game. And, and really, it goes back to the belief of just doing the work. But the other day, I was just kind of sitting, and I just said, you know, because you have your ups and downs, you know, as a bigger guy, as, you know, getting the weight off, you know, because I have a I have a significant amount of weight I need to lose, especially if I want to, you know, be gold standard and be the definition of health for my patients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just sitting there and I said, you know, you've had some good years with your weight and your health and you've had some bad years, you've had some good days, you've had some bad days. Over the course of everything, I never quit. That, that's where the power is. That's the power. Like When you don't quit, you know, how many times, I, well, I, I, I remember sitting in class and first try at Palmer is the hard, one of the hardest trimesters of the whole curriculum. And I remember as we were getting to the end of the try, the, the class that was really big, and I think we had 150, 160, had went closer to 100. Wow. And people just, you know, took exams and quit, and people, you know, uh, they just started dropping off. And and sometimes that's okay because that's not what they were called to do. Mm -hmm. But then you have those people that didn't have the thick skin. Uh, to, hey, you know what? Uh, I failed a couple classes. Like, all right, I might as well just stop. But right. when it's a God project, when when it's a thing where it's like you're called to do it, it doesn't matter how smart you are. It, it, it's how determined you are. It it really is the determination, and you know, we, we get caught. And I'm guilty of this because like one of my big things with patients is breaking patterns. You know, Joe Dispenza talks about it. Um, uh, Bruce Lipton talks about it. BJ talks about it. But it's thoughts, traumas, toxins. You know, we have to start with the way we think, our mindset. You know, the words we talk, the words we use, the words we choose to use, um, the projections. You know, if you're not emotionally secure, you're going to project your emotions all over other people because uh, you don't know how to deal with your own emotions. And the the journey in school you know i went through my weight loss journey i I lost uh just under 100 pounds is where i'm sitting out right now and that was from the beginning of covid to now and i can tell you like the emotional strains that came with the weight the the insecurity the of just constant uh you're constantly feeling like you're going to be rejected because you're not the gold standard uh, but I'm here to tell you, you are exactly where you're supposed to be because you're on the journey right now. No matter where you are, everyone has a starting place. You have to have gratitude for where you are. You have to have grace for where you are. And you absolutely must be aware of where you are on your journey because if you don't have awareness, you won't have gratitude and you won't have grace for yourself. And then you're going to beat yourself up. And that's that's a trauma. You're, you're yeah. a trauma. 
And I can say that from personal experience of, of, of the weight loss and moving through, you know, I went, I had braces as an adult through chiropractic school. I went bald through chiropractic school and, uh, what else? I lost a bunch of weight in chiropractic school. So, yeah. you know, chiropractic school, it transforms you. It transforms you to be a better version of yourself so you can show up for people and truly serve them at your best. You know, and, and I like that because one of my mentors, he, uh, he's a person that like, he believes to be, you know, do everything debt free and under budget. And, and you talk about the journey, you know, like you've been on a similar journey as I is like, but what I'm getting to is like, he, he was in, uh, he had car debt, he had house debt, he had, uh, his sofas, uh, you know, with the debt from Sears and, and he had his coffee table, uh, on debt, um, or, or credit, whatever you want to call it from Sears, you know, and, uh, you know, it was that point of, he said, I'm tired of being in debt. Mm -hmm. And so he, he started with the coffee table and he paid that coffee table off and, and people uh, came over and he'd say, I'd like you to meet my debt free coffee table. <laughs> but it was the point of reference. It was the, it was the idea of building a foundation so then he can go somewhere with it. Hmm. And then the next day, people would, uh, or next month, and people would come over, and he'd say, "Hey, I want you to see my debt-free couches," and they'd be, they'd be like, "This is the stupidest thing," but he was, you know, he was building the belief system and the consistency that, hey, we're not living in this thing called debt the rest of our life. And then, of course, months would go by, and, and uh, he had paid the car off. And then his friends, and he'd be like, I want you to meet my debt-free car. And, and, and I adopted that. And I used to have a, uh, a car note on my Jeep. Uh, you know, it's a newer Jeep. And uh, so it was pretty expensive. Before chiropractic school, I was like, I can't wait to say, meet my debt-free Jeep. Yeah. And so, I, but I, I had to do that. And, and I, I have a debt-free Jeep. It's beautiful car you know it gets me uh anywhere uh i need to go but it was the point of hey i want to live in freedom like that mm. and so that's where i mine wasn't a coffee table mine was my jeep but the point is that can relate to any other aspects of life you know look at the weight loss you, you just have to start with yep. the belief and when you believe that you can do it. I remember going home in between, I failed biochem for the second time I had to pass biochem uh, or it was gonna be a boot um, in grad school. But I remember listening to Dave Ramsey and he had uh, mentioned the quote, if you, uh, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And that was uh, Henry Ford, I believe. Mm. And and the point is, like, that goes back to belief. And I remember every day saying that to myself, looking in the mirror. If you think you can pass biochem or you think you can't, you're right. And so every single day I had to say, I, I believe I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. There were days where I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. And then I just pushed in. And, and, and those were the best days because that's when – I grew the most, but it's just so cool. And I'm just thankful to be able to just share part of my story. Um, 
but it don't quit. Don't, it's so much life is fun. Um, yes. It's fun when you take risk and you see the, the rewards of taking risks too. Absolutely. And you know, one of my favorite sayings is believe to achieve. Uh, you have to believe it to achieve it. And if you don't believe it, you won't achieve it. So that note, Mike, how do we find you? If people have questions for you, for you, people want to connect to you. Do we have any students out there at uh, Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport? How do we how do we find you? How do we get connected to you? Yeah, absolutely. I think the best way is on my Instagram, and that simply is uh, Michael Smith official page. Michael Smith official page, and that is spelled M I C H A E L. Correct. That is correct. Yep. Awesome. Dude, Mike, it's been such an honor and privilege to have you on the show. Um, I learned a lot, you know, for myself. It's always where we are mirrors of each other. We're always learning. We're always growing. Yep. Uh, grateful to have you on this path in life. I'm grateful to have you in this profession. It is a beautiful profession that just we truly have the potential to change humanity. And the I consider what's um, the template of healthcare here in the world. But we shall That's see. Great. Absolutely. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And and uh, literally, guys, believe the unbelievable to receive the impossible because with faith, it is doable. Take care and God bless. Mm, catch y'all next time on the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. We will have a couple of sponsor episodes this week. And then we have a season recap next weekend. This is Dr. Brent. I will see you guys next time.